Hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're a startup church we just planted in September 2020. And at the Kalamazoo Church, we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together. And so if you live in the Kalamazoo area, we would love to connect. Be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more. You can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. Welcome, 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 everybody. Uh, we So we are like kind of nearing the end of 2021. Um, there was there was a uh, something on Facebook that just said, nobody say, uh, I don't want to hear anybody say 2022 is my year. Don't even say it. Let's just wait and see. I'm going to blame you if it goes wrong. And uh, I, I made a comment on there. I posted in big caps. 2022 is my year. Okay. And so I don't, I don't care what Facebook says. I, I think we had a really great 2021 personally. Uh, I, I know it's obviously a bunch of negative stuff, right? We don't have to search hard, but I think if you look just about any year, you'd be able to find enough negative things, enough issues, enough struggles. 2022 is our year, just like 2021 was our year. And believe it or not, just like 2020 was our year as well. Okay. Um, can I get somebody to close that door whenever you get a chance? Oh, we got it. They're working on it. Very good. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> so I've been I've been out for a little bit, but I, I want to share just a little bit about what's going on in uh, my life, but also in the life of the church and leadership and all that stuff. So this last um, this, yesterday, actually, we had a married Devo date night. Okay, so we were really excited about that. That was awesome. Yeah, we had an opportunity to just hear a short lesson. And then it was like, you know, we go leave, go on a date. There's babysitting that was there. So thank you to everyone who served in that way. We're super, super grateful. It was a great time to connect. It's going to be, uh, it's actually going to be a monthly thing that we're going to, we're going to set into the calendar. And so we're going to go through a book called Cherish. And I want you to know if you were not there, you're still invited to come. Okay. Don't, don't, oh man, I missed the first time or, you know, I can't invite my friends invite anybody. You know, we would love to see anybody, you know, the babysitting, as long as you give us notice, we'll figure it out. We just, uh, we, we value marriage because God values marriage. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's one. Uh, the, the other thing is that we were, uh, I was out of town in, uh, in Dallas, Texas, there was a small church leaders conference. And what that was, there's a, a little over 200 or so people from some, some as far as, uh, the C- Central America area, but, but a lot of them were stateside basically. And it was just an opportunity to connect. It was pretty intensive. There was seven classes a day for like two days consecutively. There was, and then on Thursday, there was a, a night session and then Sunday church as well. And so there was, it was kind of in some ways information overload, but I felt like more than any other conference that I'd been a part of or gone to, this was the most pertinent to what I was going through or interacting with and dealing with uh, some of the, the values and some of the strengths of small church, some of the difficulties as well, were all spoken about by people who are leading small churches. And so it was very, very powerful. The first day was exclusively on minister health. And so stuff like marriage, stuff like personal rest and Sabbath, stuff like grief and trauma and how to interact and deal with that stuff properly, that was all communicated and talked about at length. And then the next day was a lot more of uh, toolbox stuff, like what, what can we do 
to collaborate to make the the small church leader's job as productive as possible and as 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 uh, as easy as possible, and to give you guys the best content possible too. Um, so it was it was exciting. Uh, and so we'll we'll be able to talk about that at, at a future time. Some of the the things that we're going to implement in 2022, but that's that's not a time for now. And uh, and then also I added this picture. You can see it. It's like this barbecue joint. Um, it's called Hard Eight. Basically, this is just a, a smoker, and it, there's just meat on top of here that they just got cold going the whole time. I mean, it's it's a whole experience. I added it because I was like, this is like the most amazing food that uh, that I've had. So some other some other family stuff over Thanksgiving, and I'm sharing it because I haven't seen a lot of you guys for a while. But we were um, we we got to take some pictures, and yeah, it was cool. We got to take some pictures. Uh, my aunt, uh, is, she lives in Door County area of, of Wisconsin. Most of my family was in Green Bay. So we got to spend a good time with them. And, uh, and it was, uh, I think many of you guys prayed for my grandma. She was open to studying the Bible and to seeing kind of the, the way to go from lost to saved and discipleship and accountability. And, and it's just exciting. So I appreciate all your prayers. Um, any more are greatly appreciated to make sure she starts opening the book. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, uh, and then, um, Let's see. And then other stuff also. So this right here, this is Jordan. And actually, this is my mom's grave. And so this was the first time that Jordan got a chance to uh, to be there. And obviously, she didn't know everything that was going on. But um, but but there she got a chance to be there. I, I took a picture. But then here is really the cool place. So right in Door County, about five or so miles from uh, where my mom's buried is like a memorial for her, basically. And so I don't know if you can see there's kind of an, a wooden angel and it's a wooded area, and then if you were right here, you'd be able to see there's like a bench to kind of sit on, and then there's an, uh, a mailbox that you can write different notes, or it's kind of a guest book of sorts, and so it um, it's really cool. It's been probably since, gosh, yeah, uh, 99, so probably about 2000, 2001 is when uh, we were able to kind of create all of all of this stuff, like the, the actual memorial, and, um, and since then, there's been like countless letters that have been written, even by people who I never knew my mom, but kind of just stumbled upon it and were able to write and were like, oh, this is amazing. There's some people that have like planted flowers or that, that don't even know my mom that were just like, man, it is impressive the the, the level of whatever energy that you've put into this. So it, it's really cool. I, I know she doesn't understand much now, but I think uh, in future years, it'll be it'll be fun to, to teach her about one of her grandmas, I should say. Um, and then on, on top of that, my sister's getting married in a, in a week. And so there's right like there there's just. Uh, a lot, a lot going on. Um, uh, it's so much good stuff, but there's a lot of stuff. And so I, I'm, I'm kind of in and out. We're in and out. And I just share that, that we're, we're focused on you guys. We're praying about you guys. And, and, but we're, we, we just got, there's just life stuff basically. Um, the title of the lesson today is, is measuring Christianity. You know, so often we speak of Christianity in airy and whimsical terms and terms that are not definite and not, not, clearly uh, identifiable and, and measurable. And I think that's actually, that, that there's, there's a reality that that's true. So much of what we do as, as followers of Christ, if you are one of them in this room, it's tough to quantify. And just like it's tough to quantify virtually any relationship. And I would ask you, you know, why is, you know, what, how do you, how, show me that your best friend is your best friend. Show me that your spouse, you care about them so much. And you could list things. You would say, oh, I I do this for my spouse. You know, you know, we have this kind of a relationship and we can talk to one another. And you could go on and on and on. But again, that, that, would, that would be things that you guys do. That would be experience you have. It would be difficult to fully 
characterize exactly this is the, the love that I have. No, out of the love that I have, I do all of these other things. You know what I'm saying? And, but, but what I do want to say is that if you say, yes, I love, you know, my, my, I'm this best friend. I love this. You know, we are this, these, you know, two peas in a pod. Or I have, you know, my spouse, you know, we are so close. And you cannot point to this and this and this. Well, what I would say is then it, it might be challenging to say that you, you love your spouse. Just, just like, though, hear, hear me now. Our relationships with God are the same way. You know, we can say, I love God, I care about God, I, I'm so faithful to God, and, and yet, if, if, if I were to ask, well, show me, um, what, what practically are you doing? And you, you can't give specific things. I'm not saying that you don't love God, but perhaps by your actions, it communicates something more. Basically, I, I, think, we're on, I think we're on shaky ground if, if, uh, if we can't point to specific uh, areas that we are growing closer to God on a, on a daily basis. And so our, our, our main takeaway today is that our walk with God ought to produce, prompt, and inspire actions that draw ourselves and others closer to the likeness of Christ. It's good stuff because it's Bible stuff, though. This is, this is, this is why we're going to look at the Bible and we're going to look just at one little passage that has all these words, produce, prompt, and inspire and we're going we're gonna to read the Bible, and it's going to be a lot of, maybe some teaching perhaps, the new stuff maybe, and, and a little bit heady, I guess. But the, the responsibility on your guys' end is to take it and, and, and allow it to sit with you and hit your heart. Uh, so let, let's go to 1 Thessalonians 1. So, so think about this book of, of the, 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 the church in Thessalonica. If you guys... There's a, there was a lesson that Ben Weatherston preached, uh, the leader in the church in Grand Rapids, a few months ago that he, he just basically talked about how unlikely of a church this was. If you guys remember the scripture that we often point to, I think it's in Acts 17, that it says uh, the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica. And it's, it's like, man, these guys are not noble people. You know what I'm saying? And, and there's, you go down the list and there's great uh, fruit that comes from so many of these other churches and not too much is talked about. In, in this church, I think it, it says that they stayed there only for about three weeks or so preaching. And, and yet a, a church is, is birthed and it's, it's risen up. And, and even in this time, some of what for sure Second Thessalonians is talking about, but even a little bit of first is talking about people who believe or think that, okay, my, uh, by, before I die, Jesus is going to come back. And so for that reason, I don't, I don't really got to work all that hard. I'm just kind of biding my time. And, and we would understand they were wrong, you know what I'm saying? Just like, just like so many for generations have said, Jesus is coming back, and, and they've been wrong. You know, exactly what, oh, he's coming back this time. Uh, and so this is a church, and I, I want to look at just the beginning part of what Paul uh, shares with them. I think there's great lessons that we can pull, and there's connections that are made in this one passage that, uh, that, that I think communicate a lot of value to our lives and can, can challenge us so that we can put a face on the areas with God that we have to grow most in. Um, it, it says here, it's in 1 Thessalonians 1, starting in verse 2. It says, We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. 
For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. My first point this morning is work produced by faith. And it, it's we're, we're going to look at, there's a reason why I, I put before you that work and faith are connected so closely. That Paul's writing it, it's not a mistake. Because the Bible's not a mistake. And so here we, here we go. Just some, some heady knowledge for you guys, and then we'll make sense of it. Work, what it's talking about, it's, a, it's basically uh, just a job. And it's a job that takes effort, but it's not taxing. It says your work produced by faith, and it, they would have understood this word to mean something that you have to you have to go to maybe it's an 8 to 5 that you know that you have to go to and it's but it's it's not it's not mentally taxing perhaps it's maybe not emotionally taxing or it's maybe one of those but not everything right you're not you're not totally drained coming home from it you know that I can put in work and when I get done I am done um, I got to show up on time I got to put effort in of course but but then I'm done and it says this kind of work spiritually is is produced by our faith uh, and this 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 word's used so much in the Bible, but it's it's all of the the major beliefs of the Bible, and this this one word is communicated. And so the the Bible is saying how hard we work, it it communicates our faith. This work is produced rather by by our faith. If you have a strong faith, you are going to work hard for God. You are going to do, going to do the day in day out things. That, that God loves us to do. I was going to say God expects us or requires us, but that God, God, is, God loves us to do. You think about this, though, the, the idea that, that faith is, uh, it, it is shown by actions is not really a, a new concept for any of us, that, that based on how much faith we have in something, our actions are the same. If I told you, if you work for me, I'm going I, I'm, I'm to give you some money. And if you trusted me, you you would work extremely hard, and you would you'd you know whatever get fine get it, and then I'd give you some money if you really trusted me. But if you didn't really trust me, what you'd do is say it's okay, I'll, I'm good. And if I said hey I, I I'll give you I'll give you a very generous sum of money if you if you do a little bit of work for me, and right away you're like well, what is generous to this guy? You know what I'm saying? If somebody else says generous, that's that's really generous. This guy I don't know what generous is. If you but if you trust me, the generous is in fact very generous. Then you'll decide to work. I don't even have to say this is the, the price on it. Or you think about uh, think about as as a, a you know a parent or maybe growing up as a child, being promised something that okay if you get all A's I'm going to give you twenty bucks. Or if you do clean all, all your room for this length of time, you're you're going to to get an allowance. And and again if you if you trust and if you have faith, then then it produces work. If, if you don't trust, you don't have faith, then it's not going to produce very much. The reality is, is for you and I and our relationships with God, if, if you are in the room and you're looking at what are some of the things rather that we, that you can just work at, that you can just do, that are not, they're not so taxing. Well, I, I think reading our Bibles, I think showing up right now, I think making energy and effort for God that you can, Schedule in time with God. Not schedule in God, right? God is so big. But schedule in time with God, that's, that's just faith. It, it just takes a little bit of faith. And it's tough, right? I, hear me now. I, I, I get it. Wait, deciding I'm going to forego this half an hour of sleep to read my Bible. That, that takes faith, right? It takes a little. It, it does. It takes this belief that God is going 
to, to produce something if, if I do this. You know, it, another thing I think that, that is faithful, that's just work, is the way that we give financially. I think it's, it's, you know, you say, well, there's so much tied into it. Amen, fine. But at the end of the day, if, if you know, whatever amount you give, if I doubled your salary or whatever you make, it would be easy for you to give this amount. You'd, in fact, I think God would probably love it and expect it if you gave even more because we're, we're called to give sacrificially. And so what, what, I, what I'm saying, though, is, is this amount is just a, a result of, of you're not being faithful. That, okay, you can use this money wisely or God is going to bless you with this money. If you're a selfish giver, then, then it communicates a lack of faith. Think about it. whatever you think about most, whatever you spend your most, uh, the most of your time in your head, I think that communicates how much faith you have in God. Wow. If you spend, oh man, my, my work is occupying so much of my thoughts, or my, my children are occupying so much of my thoughts, or my relationship is occupying so much of my thoughts, I, I do think it communicates where, where you're at in your relationship with God regarding your faith. Because it's, it's, it's just work, right? And, and it's training, and it's not the easiest thing in the world, but it's just work. It involves a little bit of energy, and there's there's a great reward that that comes with it. You know what? It's it's powerful, and I wanna I wanna connect it here. It says uh, these three words. So we're looking at lists of three. There's this other list that happens in in First Thessalonians one five. It says because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power. And so I I, I want to share with us that if if we're living lives that are powerful and faithful. By, by the work we produce, there's a connection that's going to, to show itself to everybody else. That, that somebody, somebody who is, is faithful and is working hard, it, their lives are very powerful. The second point here is labor prompted by love. And we'll, let's, let's read it, read it again. It says, we remember in verse three, before our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so here, we have this word labor. And now this is where there's a differentiation. We think of work and labor, and at times they're synonymous, not in the Bible, though. It's only used 19 times in, in, in the Bible, which is more than a few, but, but not as much as many of the other uh, words that, that we're going to look at today. But this is work that involves Everything that we have, this is, this is the draining work. You think about what is the most draining of work. I, I worked a, a job when I was, it was after my freshman year of college through, uh, through that summer. And it was, <laughs> I worked a job. It was, it was the opposite of draining. Okay, I, 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 it was just work. I, I, it was clock in, clock out. I recorded the, the time that I worked, sent him. The, the sheet and I got paid at the end of it. It didn't take all that much out of me. I had to, I, I was daydreaming about God the whole time, to be perfectly honest with you. I was listening to lesson after lesson in the morning and just trying to get done. Cause I knew if I spent a very focused three to four hours, I would get done with all my work, but I have to be there for eight hours. And so, and there wasn't an awful lot for me to do. I was just an intern. And so do your work and then, you know, whatever, but I needed to be busy. And so I would, take a lot of times, take this four hours that I, of work that I had to do and stretch it over eight. And then a lot of the other time was daydreaming about, about God and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, there you go. That's, but that's not what this is at all. When you think of labor, 
being a, being a parent, it, it means something more. You know, I, I, I preached this lesson years ago prior to, or similar lesson, years ago prior to being a parent, and now I feel like I understand this word labor even more so. That there's, there, and, and we've got another one on the way, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're, uh, we're in trouble here. But, yeah, it's, it's intense labor united with trouble and toil. Like, there, there's everything in you is stretched when we're laboring. The only labor that can, that can do that properly is, is one that's, that's prompted by love, though. And you think about spiritually, all of the, the difficult conversations. If you've been a follower of Jesus for any length of time, you've had to, based on your love, you've had to labor for people. Right? And you think of labor, I, I think of work, and it's, it's something that I know that I can prepare for if I just plan correctly. You, you, people, you, you can't plan correctly for people. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you work through whatever you think is going to happen, and then something totally different happens. And if you've followed God for any length of time, you've had some very difficult conversations. You've had some conversations that have, have stretched you, and you've had to forgive in a way that you are very uncomfortable with. Let, let's, go to, let's go to 1 Peter 4. You think about this this labor prompted by love, and, and it looks like that you're continuing to give to your family members when they say no and they look down on you. It looks like uh, having difficult conversations, even if you feel like I know the response this person is going to have. The, the call of the Bible, if we're going to, to labor for people by love, then, then we have to have these conversations. It's in, in 1 Peter 4, uh, we know this scripture pretty well. Um, says in verse 8, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. And this is Peter writing this, and this is not just something that's, certainly we, we understand scriptures inspired by God, but it's not just something, oh yeah, Peter just said it, and you know, it's from Peter's perspective, but God blessed it, and this is stuff that you can look in Proverbs, it's in Proverbs as well, and you can look, I think there's some place in, in one of the prophets where it says something kind of similar, but the idea of of love covering over a multitude of sins. This is this is the 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 love that is going to prompt our labor for people. Think about somebody who is the reality is that anybody who's sitting here who's actually in a saving relationship with Jesus, somebody has labored for you. Somebody has. And in fact, it's it's not just one. It's it's many many people have decided. And you can look back and we can laugh about it now, but the. The foolish things that we said, the arrogance that we, we talked about God with, the, the lack of care, consideration, or conviction that we, that we talked about regarding our sin, somebody had to labor through that. And somebody just overlooked so much garbage and stuff that, that we communicated, how we acted, and they just said, they're going to get it. He or she, they're, they're going to understand one day. This is, this is a higher calling. If you're not... Uh, if you're not a little bit uncomfortable by the idea of, of this kind of labor, then, then you're not understanding it correctly. So I, I want to ask, what, what is stopping, or w- rather, when do you stop loving? What if, what if Jesus loved you how you love others? Oh, 
right. And this 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 last last little uh, section, it's, it's we're going to read the scripture one more time. It says in verse three, we remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And and it's it's cool that we actually talked about uh, Alec communicated a lot of this stuff. Uh, Alec communicated a lot of this stuff just last week, but but this this word endurance. Uh, is you think about somebody who's faithful even in the most intensive sufferings. Certainly on my end, I think about uh, I think about Job. And you think about somebody who's gone through the ringer, and certainly he he didn't live in a place that was just committed to en- enduring. Right? You read, and he's like, "Man, God, what is going on? I don't even want to live." And and yet he lands in a spot of understanding that man, God's God, and, and I'm I, my responsibility is to serve Him. Somebody who endures. You think about in our uh, in in our day and age, who is somebody who endures? Well, I think about single mothers who are committed followers of Christ. Those are those are the ones who endure. I think about I think about uh, those who are working so many jobs to provide for them. Those are those are the ones who endure. I think about somebody who's experienced so much loss, uh, a, a widow, a widower, maybe the loss of a close uh, friend or family member. Who are still committed to God? Those are those are the ones who endure, and we have so many in this room right now. And then and then this this idea of, of hope. There's this expectation of what is to come, and so if, if there's something that you expect, then it's it's going to be ins- it's going to inspire this endurance. You're going to be able to to push forward and work hard and, and pursue it. You know, it's, it's interesting uh, when they, uh, and, and this, um, so concentration camps, they, they actually, they interviewed, uh, this is, you know, in, in the 40s, World War II, and um, some of the darkest stuff. Certainly we've had to read books about it. But they, they actually, they looked at what was, was there any underlying reality of those who were able to survive and endure the concentration camps and and those who were not able to, what what was the thing that that connected them? And what they found was, for almost everybody who was able to persevere and survive and endure, it was because they were looking at something that was much 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 bigger than themselves. Those that that didn't make it, they were able to kind of talk through and and and, and figure out. It was, a lot of it was uh, very short sighted. I want to this next month. I want to I want to make it just one more month. If I can make it one more one more week. If I could do this and those that, that made it out they, they asked them questions they would commute and they just found so many said I want to I want to I want to I wanna have grandchildren one day I want to be able to see my grandchildren one day and tell them about what I experienced I want I want to be able to to write a book that's going to inspire so many just when, when I get out of here and so this this forward thinking in a way that it involves more than just yourself is what they identified as these are the people who were able to endure some of the harshest conditions that that humans have ever had to endure. That's that's this hope that something bigger. There's an expectation of something that's going to happen. You know the 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 reality. Uh, well, let's go. Let's go to Hebrews actually. Thank you.
just as, uh, again, a scripture we know. In Hebrews 12, 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You know, it's, it's, it's actually very powerful. Sometimes we, we read the scripture and we say, well, it's talking about heaven, so let's focus on that. I don't read that. I read what, what it says is to focus on Jesus, actually. It says, look at Jesus' example, and that, ought to, that, that can inspire us to hope and then endure. If we look at the example of Jesus... You think, you think about this. So when I was, uh, again, this is in high school. We had to run so much for basketball. And I, believe it or not, I was um, oftentimes the slowest one. Okay? Shocker. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Uh, there you go. There you go. Believe it or not, I, I was oftentimes the slowest one. But I, I, I was not, I, I almost never finished last, I would say, in our, in our sprints. Because I just, I knew that there was a few guys who I could work harder than and beat. And um, there was one time in particular that uh, we would have to run, a, you know, a basketball court is the lengthwise. We'd have to run the, the side lengths. Basically, we'd have to do, uh, we'd have to touch the line eight times in 30 seconds. Um, and it would start at actually 16 times in one minute. And so that's almost, you know, most, some people made it, but we kind of knew we weren't going to make it that time. And then we'd have to do, uh, 12 times you'd have to touch the line in 45 seconds. And so you're already tired from running very hard for a minute, and now you're, you have to do it. And, and actually, nobody would really make that either. And so now this next time, this 8 and 30, we knew that most, most of us can make it. And if not, then we're just going to run four, uh, four times in 15 seconds, and, and everybody can make it. I know even right now I could do – well, I think, actually, I hope. <laughs> I, I think even right now I believe, I believe with my whole heart I could actually do it four, four times in 15 seconds. I'd be able to get it done. And so we're, we're, we're tired. It's, we're doing uh, two-a-day practices during um, winter break. And he says, okay, get on the line, 16 in a minute. We must have missed some, some drills. And so we, we did it, and we're exhausted. He said, okay, Rachel, she's our manager, Rachel, 45 seconds on the clock. And we're like, okay, we just got to kind of push through this one and kind of go a little bit slower so that we know we make it in the 8 and 30. And so uh, then, then we didn't make it. And she said, he said, Rachel, 30 seconds on the clock. And so this one we're going to be able to make. So we all made it, but one guy, he missed it, and it wasn't me. And, and so, but actually, nobody's really frustrated because you know, well, 15 seconds is going on the clock, and we're done running. But he looked at her, and he said, Rachel, 30 seconds back on the clock. And we knew what that meant. We knew we'd have to, we'd have to make this time now. And so we continued to run. We did it again. I made, you know, there was two people now that missed it. I still made it. And, and we did it again. Two people that missed it, and, we still, and, I, and I still made it. And it's 30 seconds, 30 seconds. And in, in between now, he's like talking about, you guys got to work hard. You guys, he wasn't a great coach. He was a good, uh, he, was, he was good at yelling at us though. And, but finally, I, I realized something. I just told the guy that was going to miss it. I said, hey, I promise you, if you hold my shirt and just follow with me as I do it, I promise you will make it. I just, I know we will because I know that I'm going to make it. And if you are right behind me, I know that you're going to make it as well. The, the guy couldn't have, have done it if he just said, oh, just make it in 30 seconds. But if he, he grabbed my shirt, and we, we, we ended up making it. Wow. 
and 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 then he kicked us out of practice for for going so for going so long and and the the point that I, I bring up though is is for so so many of us though that you say just think about heaven or pursue heaven it's 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 quite difficult if I say look at Jesus imitate how he acts I think we're able to do it look at Jesus on the cross I think then we're able to endure if you look at Jesus on the cross it's it's really not too much right it's it's not too much for us to spend a little bit of extra time with somebody it's not too much for us to experience hardship that that is totally unforeseen and you look why is my life like this but if you look at Jesus on the cross it's actually an easy thing to do it's a very little thing compared to what he's had to sacrifice you know what what is is really really cool about about this is uh, right here I don't know if you guys can see it it's not it's not uh, it's just in my head I tried to make a little diagram but uh, it's it's this, it seems to be the cycle, really, that if you have faith, uh, then it, it produces work, and then you live a life that's powerful. And then with that powerful life, it, it continues to build on itself, and you develop more faith. that then produces more work, and, and then your life is even more powerful. And when we say powerful, I'm not saying that you don't make any mistakes and you don't struggle. And, and a powerful life is one that communicates vulnerability and still pursues God anyways. And... Same thing, if, if you, out of the love, you decide to labor for people, you are tuning yourself into the Holy Spirit. And you're saying, this is who I'm going to listen to, the Holy Spirit in this moment. And, and from that, it produces a greater love that then allows you to labor even more, that, that then allows you to, to tap into the Holy Spirit even further, and so on and so forth. Same kind of thing with, with hope. And you say, someone who hopes is able to endure. And with this endurance, it, it builds deep conviction that God is never going to let me down. That he's never going to forsake me. And, and with that conviction, it produces even more hope. And so, so much of, of this world is on a spiral downward. And I, I believe God has set up this scripture as, as just a little bit of a blueprint at, at where we're able to go if we just lock in to what he has for us. And so my, my, my question this morning is, where do you need to grow? You need to grow in your faith, just the day-to-day -day actions to grow close to God. You need to grow in, in your love and really deciding to connect with people even when it hurts. You need to grow in your hope. Maybe you're going through a difficult life situation and, and you're struggling to see. When things are good, it's easy. When things are difficult, where is God? And, and perhaps you need to grow in, in your hope. I think it's it's easy if we're if we're work with me here. Some measurements of, of faith is is how much energy and how much time that you take to connect with God on a daily basis. That's that's a, a measurement of faith. The measurement of love is how how willing you are to have difficult conversations with people, and how much you love the person who you, who you dislike the most. It's weird to say, but how much you love the person you dislike the most. Then the measure hope is is by how persistently you pray for what is to come. Let's let's close in this scripture and, and we're kind of preparing our hearts for communion here. It's it's in First Corinthians thirteen. The Bible says in 
1 Corinthians 13, it says, For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. The reality is so much uh, in, in the next age is going to fade away. If, if we make a commitment right now to work on these things, to improve our, our relationship with God and how we live like Christ, that's going to show in the age to come as well. Amen. Certainly, I, I, I want to I challenge us as we get ready and then, and then take communion to do exactly what Hebrews 12 talks about, to fix our eyes on Jesus. This, these things are daunting without, without Jesus. There is, there is no way that we're able to do this without fixing our eyes on Jesus. There's, there's an opportunity, though, if we do, and this opportunity is to live a life that is driven by the Spirit, that is powerful, and that is full of deep conviction, one that everyone is going to stream to, and that we can point them right back to God. Amen? Amen. Let's pray uh, for communion uh, right now. You should have a, a communion cup if you don't. Uh, just raise your hand. Uh, we'll make sure you get one. Uh, let, let's let's pray. Dear God, Lord, we we come before you, and the the all of the Bible is a high calling, Jesus. But we we look at the, even just this scripture in particular, and and it it's, it's it feels impossible, Lord, to to follow this to the T. It feels impossible to live this out fully. We know that you've done it. We know that you did. You, you are a living imitation of this, Lord. And we say living because, yes, you, you died, but you rose from the dead and you never died again. Jesus, we're so grateful for your sacrifice on the cross. We're so grateful that you, for whatever reason, decided that we are worthy to receive this message. God, we just want to ask that, that, that you uh, continue to, to show yourself in our lives, Lord. But I, I pray that we'll that we'll listen, that we'll see you and we'll hear you, God. Our, our ears will be, will be keen to, to what you're telling us. Lord, we love you. This is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, we'd love to get connected. Please go to kalamazoo.church and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week. Come on! Too busy saving souls.